Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rui Segura, and I'm joined, like always, by Cristian Potalias. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, everybody? How you doing, guys? Not too bad, and, and we're joined by a guest of honor, man. Hefe, Hefe Dustin Richardson is here, man. People love it when you join us. So, man, well, thanks for being here, and welcome to the show again, brother. <laughs> thanks. I uh, I try to like space my appearances out so that people like me more. So hey, you're, you. you know. <laughs> I'm sure your schedule's always busy. That's that's why you know. It, yeah, you that's it. That's, that's definitely it. You have to make time for your own uh, Bay City soccer people. So. <laughs> my, my own people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's one of those. I think everybody's kind of like Thanksgiving out. I I didn't even want to go to work today. That feeling. I think no. I'm running at 75. percent Man, it's it's just one of those days too. Oh, that's bright. But yeah. but there was also that little soccer game. Sunday a night. little soccer game, man. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just start with that. Um, unfortunately, you weren't able to be at the game, unlike me and Christian, which was a great atmosphere. They said it was a sellout game. It, it seemed close to it. It was twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, it, it was close to it. They, like they called yeah. it a sellout in a lot of things that I saw, which was interesting, but. Uh, I think Christian was saying, or someone was saying that uh, it, there was a line to get in, even when the game has started. So people, uh, were, yeah. people were trying to get in. So I mean, it's just kind of crazy that maybe just people showed up a little too late and they just jammed probably one of the gates out of the four that they could get in. So you know, it made it a little bit difficult for people to get in the bench. But man, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, the weather was hella cold. Uh, I, I'm glad I brought that jacket because I was going to leave it at the house. And I was like, oh, you know what? This this jacket worked out. And even with the jacket, I was freezing. Um, but, you know, it happens. It was uh, jam-packed. Media was jam-packed. Uh, the joke for a lot of people that have been there is like, hey, is this the right place? Because there's a lot of new faces <laughs> here. You know, everybody uh, from from Maggie from Channel 26 and, and Holly, that was kind of the reaction they were getting just seeing how many of uh, media people were out there, which was great. Honestly, it makes you kind of feel good that uh, the team is doing well and they're finally getting some, I guess, some recognition, um, whether it be national or local, whatever it is, uh, more ice on them. Yeah, make, the Texans were Texans were at home yesterday, too. So, I mean, they weren't at the same time, but. Yeah, yeah, and I think they were originally going to play at three, and they moved it to noon. I think they—I know they played at noon, but I believe they were supposed to play at three. So it kind of worked out that they kind of pushed it a little further down and made a bigger, I guess, a bigger gap in between. So uh, because I think a lot of the people that worked the Texans game were at uh, the Dynamo game yeah. as well. So sucks to be them because they had a <laughs> long day of work, long but day. it is what it is, man. Um. <laughs> Guys, I mean, let, let's just start with this. We did not expect to be here. Even, you know, with the changes that happened, uh, maybe just me saying that we're going to be in fourth place. Hey, you said <laughs> they were going to finish fourth. You, you, yeah. you did expect it. Uh, but, yeah, that, but, you know, it's it's hopeful thinking, kind of seeing the idea of what maybe Cincinnati had done last year with a new coach and getting into the playoffs and all. But 
it's just crazy. I mean, I think we have to enjoy this moment and uh, and we'll start with with you Dustin just you know being here kind of we've been talking about this just making the playoffs was already kind of great. And then the more it, they keep going further, you know, into um the knockout stage, it's just like it just makes it even sweeter, I think at this point. Yeah. I was I was talking to somebody else about this yesterday or day before like even even when Olsen got fired, uh, hired, <laughs> fired, he's not fired. <laughs> when Olsen got hired, Olsen out. it was pretty much, yeah, exactly. Like the entire fan base was like, you know, what the heck is this? This is like the worst hire. Why would they hire this guy? You know, like, I don't think anyone really liked it. Yeah. Like, I, add me into that, man. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. like, so, you know, coming into the season, it was already like, all right, well, we got this coach that no one likes and we got all these new players. So let's just hope for the best. And I mean, you know, we've talked to Ben enough and talked to the players and it, they just came together. Like whether it's Ben or whether it's Hector, Eric, some of the leaders they have, they just like, and Ben talked about it yesterday, they've become like a family. And I mean, look how good they are now. <laughs> It goes it goes to show you like playing playing well goes a lot to you know you're playing with your friends, you're playing with guys you respect, guys that you know you have fun with, and above all else, that's kind of what they are. Yeah, I think it's it's what it's incredible. It's uh also uh if we really look back, even when Hector Herrera arrived, we I think we everybody was like, This team can be good if he's healthy and Last year when he joined, he wasn't healthy, Christian. You know, he was nursing an injury. There was a World Cup looming. It was just a lot happening. And then whenever entering the season, you picked up players like Arthur that we knew, you know, he needed somebody that could be a shield for him to kind of make things going. And and originally the thought was, okay, you have Coco Carasquilla, you have uh, Arthur, and you have Ache Ache. And and to a way, they 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 do all complement each other, but maybe not as much for Coco. He's kind of the men out, but but it's just been great to see just everybody that's come in just bring something to the table, man. I don't know, Christian. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking a little bit on what Dustin just mentioned. Um, if you go, it, actually, if you go to the YouTube uh, channel for Bayou City Soccer, you're going to see the press conference there from Ben Olsen after the game. And he was kind of talking about that. You know, he, they they wanted to build a group of of people that were winners, you know, champions, people that already knew and felt how it is to to win trophies and, and you know, stuff like that. Um, be competitive in tournaments and, you know, long tournaments, short tournaments, you know, whatever it may be the case. And and with that, kind of going back to that, what Dustin said, you know, it, it organically happened that this team just bonded, right? And, and it's crazy because when you look at the roster, when you look at how these guys are all different, like from different cultures, different, you know, different leagues, uh, like random countries and, you know, around the world, but they all had kind of the same mentality of of being a winner, of being, you know, a team player, being even um, also there's a press conference from not a press conference, but we we caught up with uh Griffin Dorsey in the locker room, and he mentioned like you know this is the team this is the team that he's been at that has the most huddles he has ever team I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean right? This is the team that he huddles a lot in this team compared to all the other teams that he's. It's been. like there's there's a million meetings basically. That's... Yes, 
and and he's like he's like i don't know why we do it but we do it we don't plan them you know we don't talk about you know getting together it just kind of happens organically we hold each other accountable and and we kind of know what we want from each other and what we expect from each other so i mean yeah it's just that you know an organic team that comes together and you know you just become friends build friendships and and even Hector Herrera also talked about that you know after the game like you know he loved the relationships that people are building you know with each other even though they're so different maybe in their personal lives so it's pretty great yeah and be before we go any further make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast uh make sure you check out bycitysoccer.net and follow our social medias uh whether it be Instagram Twitter and Facebook and you'll see YouTube channel cool yeah, cool videos everywhere. We hopefully we get a massive social media boost uh with our new uh um team member Francia joining in and, and trying to help us out with that. So shout out to her, shout out to the videos she's made. And uh shout out to uh it's funny because apparently last episode, and honestly, half of the time I don't remember what I say, even though I go back and edit. <laughs> but I guess I mentioned when I was either talking to Finn or somebody that we only have like five, six listeners. So like three people, I think one of them was from, uh, uh, what is it? Dynamo fan TV. I think his name is David. I think. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and, uh, Herman from, from a uh, noodle time. We're like, Hey man, you only said you have like five or six listeners. So, so add me to it. Cause you know, I I'm listening to number seven. I was like, <laughs> thanks man. Shout out, shout out to the, you know, for, for you guys to, check out the podcast and check out the work that we do. And, you know, they also do a good job just trying to keep up uh, with the team. So just a, just a quick little shout out, but guys, let's go right into the game. Um, Sporting Kansas city, Christian, we'll, we'll start with you, man. Your initial thoughts of the match of this scrappy one zero goal or yeah. One zero scoreline, man. Um, I'm, I keep going back to press conferences. But Ben Olsen said, you know, he maybe thought the game should have ended 3-1. Uh, the chances were there. I think we had mo most of the game we had possession of the ball. We played really well with the ball, especially Hector Herrera. He controlled the ball like like a maniac at one point in time. I baptized him, you know, Hector Roman Herrera, you know, like, you know. Given it fits him perfectly, dude. His love, yeah, his love for Riquelme. But it was amazing to, to kind of see... Uh, such a player, you know, step up in, in such a game, right? You know, a game that's going to be tight, a game that's going to be scrappy at times, kind of a rivalry also, you know, if you add that to it. Um, but I think we did pretty good. Obviously, the finishing side of things uh, could have been better. But, you know, defensively, we've been solid all year. And this one kind of solidified it, if that's a word, uh, but just kind of keeping a clean sheet in a really important game, like a, like a semifinal of the Western Conference. Yeah, no, it, it it was really good. Like I said, I I kind of saw it. We we all saw it differently. Obviously, we gave our predictions. I, I we but I think what we got right is everybody really thought it was going to be a one goal difference, right? It was going to be a tight yeah. game. Um, we know what both teams bring to the table as we follow the the league. Uh, whether it be the way that um, supporting Kansas City attacks a certain way, whether it be Houston holding the ball at home. Uh, so so it was just fun. It was a, to me. It was a, definitely a chess match. Uh, you could see it out there on the field. Um, everybody was kind of doing something, and, and it was great that they were able to 
take care for the most part of Alan Pulido, who man, god dang, he, yeah. he he's so talented in just holding that ball um up, you know, to get his teammates up in the attack and just pivot. But let's go to the goal. I, and I want uh Dustin on this man because we recently, you know, heard from a coach, was his name from uh was it Luke <laughs> Luke Williams from Nuts County that he was talking about the whole corner aspect of him playing short corners and how 100%. you only remember, you know, 3%. Yeah. We had this whole conversation. So, so let's go with that, man. Let, let's get your uh, uh, idea and thoughts on that. Well, yeah. So like background, we were <laughs> in our little group chat. We were talking about that guy, that video. I think. Yeah. We're, uh, what'd you his, say? His name is Luke Williams. Mass County. Mass County. That's where he's from. Yeah. yeah. But basically talking about how corners are a waste and <laughs> you never score off direct corners and people that just hoof corners into the box are wasting possession. And then Hector puts the ball right on Escobar's head. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, it's still with good. his left, we might add, with his left foot. Too, yeah, we so. noticed he started doing that this, earlier this season. Remember, like we were sitting in the press box and that it, the press box is kind of in one of the corners and Hector would come over there and just start taking corners with his left. And it's like, has he always done that? And then he takes them and you're like, well, dang, he's really good at that. He is. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those games where you kind of felt like it was going to be like, you talked about, we all thought it was like a one goal game. It was going to be like a scrappy set piece kind of goal that gets scored probably. And I mean, that's what it was. Escobar, I don't think he's, I don't think he's scored many headers in his career, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there he was, right, basically right at the penalty spot, and boom. Was was this his second or third goal of the season? Because he scored quite a few for for the. But I think he has three. Season. He scored three. that one from way out. Yeah, and then he scored like on Banger, a banger, kind of like a, a breakaway. Yeah, and and that's kind of was crazy because you know whenever we saw him move into the left side of the field. Uh, Christian, you know, that he got displaced by by Griffin Dorsey. We kind of expected for him to maybe not attack as much, yeah. knowing that he's usually the one that would push up. And it's funny because we have seen it. We, we've seen both of it with both guys on the field. I remember saying you can't you can't use both of those guys or even if it's Griffin Dorsey and uh, Brad Smith on the left, like you just can't. Uh, you know, you shouldn't necessarily attack with both of those guys because then you're gonna get caught red-handed on, on on counters. But that wasn't the case, man. And and you know, you're you know, anything you want to add? I know we were able to talk to him in the press conference. So anything you got from from Escobar? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I think it was Jesus asked him, uh, Jesus Acevedo from the Bayou City, and he asked him about um about the set piece, you know, about corners, about him going into corner kicks and stuff like that. And and he mentioned that you know usually he doesn't really go to corner kicks. He he doesn't. He's not one of the players that is designated to go into the box and maybe look for a header. Uh, but he said in practice he had been you know asking for el el pelado as he calls yeah. him the the set <laughs> piece it, coach what's his name Ar um the uh, oh my god what's his name Arlen well, was the bald coach just in my Kansas City guy too you know so and, early and Colin yeah Arlen that guy yeah so yeah, yeah he, he was like for SKC yeah so he was like el pelado 
and and he would ask him like hey can i go to corners because i'm like, bored you know, I'm, I'm bored in the back <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the coach was like you know what just go dude just go so i practiced he would score them and then you know i guess i gave him the opportunity to go you know go to a couple corners during the games and it paid off so it's one of those things that, you know, it might be random, right, for, for Escobar to score of a corner. But at the end of the day, we see that, you know, set pieces are are turning, as also Ben Olsen mentioned, he was like, set pieces can be decisive in, in these games. Well, and I think you know? it's funny because throughout the season, they struggled. I don't think they really got many goals out of corners. And then the last few games, I think the last game of the season, they scored from a corner as well. And then obviously you score here from a corner. So it's nice to see. Uh, I mean, the goals that they have scored from corners are kind of like this, you know, the ones that the three percents, the ones that you'll remember. And so yeah. it's kind of nice to see those. And, and of course, I mean, that, that gives Houston the lead and within seconds, maybe not even a minute from the first, from that goal, you get a questionable call and, we're not going to be full on homers and skip the handball question. But um, funny enough, uh, going to be a Christian here. And they, they did ask Ben Olsen, <laughs> like, hey, what 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 did you think? Was it a handball? His answer was hilarious because he said, I really don't care. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what a handball is anymore. And he's absolutely right. From, from our point of view, from the camera angles that they kept showing, it looked like it hit him in the stomach first and then in the hand. And then the, obviously there's the one from behind the goal that it looks like it hits it directly in the hand. But again, what it is from what we can see, it definitely hit him in the arm, but did it hit him in the chest first or not? Dustin, you're, you're our, you're our lead referee here. What was the call, man? Well, it's funny. Cause I don't think I've really talked to you guys about this because I missed the first half. Cause I was, I had uh, something else going on. Um, so I caught up on it later T- to me. It's, it's one of those like if they would have called it a re- if they would have called it a penalty and a red card on the field, it would have stayed that. Like if in because they called it a because they called it you know not a penalty not a handball, then they they stuck with that call. But I mean it was like you said it was it was so hard to tell. Like did it hit his? I think Eric said it hit it hit my ribs. Like he said, basically yeah. said it hit his ribs and then kind of caromed off and then there's all these uh as skc fans and andrew weeby and all these people like freeze framing the way eric sviachinko's arms move and whether it's natural or not i mean right. like i don't i'm not a kinesiologist or anything but uh <laughs> I, to for me you you can't call that there it, it, but at the same time like i said if they had called it there i don't know if you could have like gone back and changed it right yeah and i think what helps like you said it wasn't called and the referee had a very good angle you know view of the play so he saw what most of the camera angles showed yeah hit him in the chest i I think some of the sporting kc um media was um quoted johnny russell saying that the referee told me that it hit his chest so like from the referee's perspective apparently the referee told russell right that it hit sviachinko's chest which i mean if that's the case like you said, the referee had a better view than us. And it's crazy that Apple TV, Apple right. being like the technology giant that they are, the best best cameras we could get of, of like a goal line play is this grainy, like from 
<laughs> the top yeah, of the right. stadium, you're basically. Right. And obviously, that would have been back-to-back. Well, technically, it was back-to-back questionable calls, you know, in, in a game uh, with Orlando. That well, No, not with Philly, sorry. With Philadelphia, yeah, that Cincinnati questionable that offside, yeah. Um, so so little things like that, kind of hindering what the playoffs are. I feel that one was definitely more of an offside than this one being a handball. But you know, I guess orange to apples basically at this point, and orange one guys. So uh, <laughs> that's that's how we leave it. But but all right, in general, Christian, you know, we've seen the guys play out pretty well, but of course. There's some guys that maybe didn't necessarily show up to this match. Uh, who did you like against Sporting Kansas City for the Houston Dynamo, man? I think the the obvious would be Hector Herrera. Um, but I think, honestly, I think Coco had a decent game. Not going to say like a giant, really good Where's game. Where's Joey? Joey probably gave but... him a rating of two or something. Like that. <laughs> but you know, it's funny that something that I've noticed today, talking to, to Cesar on his radio show, um, that every time Coco comes back, uh, Coco comes back from international duty, he usually plays pretty good. Yeah, like he c- kind of carries that momentum when he doesn't you know, get injured. <laughs> right, well, big, yeah, big yeah, asterisk right there. <laughs> so, but I mean, he, I think, well, he had a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of time on the ball, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and like that made Bossy kind of disappear into the air. So, you know, one one player was kind of down, which is Bossy. So Coco had to like step up a little bit more. And yeah. and it and, and even like little technical things that we saw. I remember uh me and you talking about a specific uh play where he was receiving the ball and the ball was in the air. And while the ball was while the ball was coming to him, he turned around to kind of like peep his back. Right. And I was like, damn, that's yeah, that's so good. Like yeah. it's those little things that you're like, those little this, things, guy, man. this guy is different. Like he could be yeah. more, you know, of what he is right now. Cause nobody does that. I mean, we saw it with Quinones. Like, I don't know if it was the play before or after that he received the ball to his feet and he took, usually it takes three days to kind of do something. <laughs> and, and, you know, just the, the SKC players kind of came at him and he was like, Hey, why don't y'all tell me, I have people. Oh coming yeah, yeah. Like, bro, definitely. It's yeah. a soccer match. What, what do you expect? You know. Uh, yeah, the, but yeah, there was a guy Coco right behind him. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and kind of gets to go. My second question was going to be who didn't step up. So, Dustin, feel free to answer both, man. Who who did you like, and who maybe needs to do better if if the yeah. Dynamo want to beat LAFC I mean, before we, we preview it. Fully. Yeah, we. T- I mean, we talked about it a little bit, like the way sporting sets up. You know, they're going to let you have the ball, right? Like they they're cool with you just kind of possessing the ball and then they're going to try to counter and make you make mistakes. And I mean, that's pretty much what they did. They made it a midfield game, which for the dynamo fortunately is, you know, where they're among the, but among the best midfields in MLS. I mean, like uh, I was looking at the stats, the, the most, the player on the sporting Kansas city with the most passes um, had 44 Radoja, wow. their center mid. Yeah. Hector had a hundred and nine. So it's like <laughs> like you like it's just like a big difference. But I mean, obviously Christian said Hector was phenomenal. He he had 117 touches. He completed 94 passes out of 109, which is just stupid. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you shouldn't be that good at soccer. Sorry. It's just it's crazy. But I mean and we've talked about this in our group chat before. And I, I, as far as like who needs to step up, 
whether it's Corey, whether it's Ali, they have to find ways to score a second goal, like and put games away. Uh, will they have that chance against LA? I don't know. Like yeah. if they can get up early, you know, kind of thing. But how many times have we seen them go up early in games? Yeah. And they have like so many chances. Like last night, Baird had that one-on-one and Melia yeah. came out, like s- snuffed it. And uh, Ali, you had one too. Ali, you had yeah. one right yeah. at the end, right at the very end. All right. Um, they had one. Amelia was just making some crazy saves, but it's like it's kind of like they get a goal and they just like don't do anything. Like like Baird had thirty touches, like thirty touches. Like I mean, that, obviously the way they play, Baird isn't a focal point as the kind of number nine that he is, but just offensively they have to. Like they're not going to be able to rely on grabbing a corner and then just hoping for the rest of the game against LAFC. They're extremely dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, obviously previewing Christian to add to what Dustin was saying was that a lot of the people that, that whenever we asked them about their predictions before the game, they, everybody had a high number. And uh, I think it was there. There were so many crosses and there was nobody in the middle to finish. Or again, you mentioned, you know, Bear not taking advantage of the one opportunity which are massive in the playoff games, right? And eliminations, you got to get those in. Ali, you obviously struggling, but Christian, go ahead and add uh, before you forget, man. No, yeah, yeah. And kind of rounding that idea is it's 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 amazing. It's interesting. It's kind of cool that this team has gotten this far without a a real you know legit striker. You know, we're we're kind of just improvising. You know, with. Aliu with Baird bringing in Thor maybe in the last five six minutes of of a random game here and there, um, it, it's crazy because you don't have a guy that you're like, dang, that's gonna be my guy that it's gonna score you know goals. Like if you look at the other teams that are in you know the la- the other three teams, like they all have a striker, or and some teams even have two like Columbus, yeah. <laughs> or you know or like three, and you're like. If we don't have one guy that you're like, oh, this guy is gonna score or, or you know, or get yeah. close to it. But they something really that good. I, they all have really good number tens. Yeah, that's true. Which is that like too. something that has always been like a thing that Dynamo fans have talked yeah. about. Like, we need a ten, we need a ten. And obviously, this year is kind of showing that you yeah. don't necessarily. But the you know the the sexy, flashy. I mean, Lucio yeah. Costa just won MVP. Uh, Diego Rossi's been a star. Rossi, LAFC yeah. has. You know, whoever you want to say, Buanga, Fela, uh, that other guy, Oliveira that they got. I mean, yeah, the Dynamo have (laughs) Corey Baird. (laughs) I mean, nothing against Baird. We love Baird, but he's he's not on that level. Sorry, Corey. Yeah, yeah, you guys are right. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it's kind of funny that that that's just the way it is. And maybe just the way that uh, Ben Olsen, you know, the mix of Benny Bo and and, uh, Yoga Benito work together that, you can scheme your team defensively pretty well. And then you kind of find ways to just get a goal. I mean, at the end of the day, you just need to score more than your opponent. That's basically easy math, right? In soccer. So if, if they have zero and you have one, that's all it takes sometimes guys. But uh, yeah, let's go a little bit into the LAFC preview. And you guys already mentioned some of those guys. And I know for sure we're going to start seeing it. If we haven't already, but this is going to be the Vela versus Ache Ache you know, oh, yeah. match up everywhere now. And, uh, you know, you know even sure the Mexican media are going to get into this and, and, and ask whatever they want to do and, and, and get involved into this matchup. But 
you guys mentioned number nine. You know, Dennis Boanga doesn't stop scoring. Obviously, he gives uh, them the uh, the win over LAFC. So, um, Christian, Seattle. I guess we'll start with you, man. Just your thoughts on on this LAFC match and away match. Mm-hmm. Dynamo did beat them at home and and away. So yeah. If if the Dynamo wanted a team, maybe that would have been it since Seattle yeah. hasn't been a friendly place for the Dynamo. But yeah, go ahead, dude. And and kind of the same thing or idea that we had with SKC. You know, SKC seemed like a pre- Real Salt Lake seemed like a pretty good even matchup for the Dynamo at that stage. Um, SKC seemed also like a really good, you know, even matchup. And believe it or not, I believe LAFC is, you know, the most even matchup that we could have. And just the fact that, you know, in the se- you know regular season, we beat them twice, home and away. Um, and, and just, you know, the way that kind of things have been progressing with both teams, um, it just seems like this would be, you know, the best matchup, you know, for, for the Dynamo in the way that they're, you know, setting up, are able to set up against, you know, such a team that attacks the way that they attack. But if you can, you know, dominate the midfield as we have lately, then hopefully we'll be able to find some, you know, some holes to kind of do some damage up top. But, you know, defensively, we've been doing pretty well. Hopefully that keeps, you know, keeps going. You know, you have talent like, you know, like we said, Vela, Boanga, and and the rest of those guys. Uh, But this you know, is the most even matchup that we could have asked for between Seattle and, uh, and LAFC, in my, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. I think like, obviously if if you had to choose between Seattle and LA, I think most people would just take in LA. Yeah. The Dynamo have never won in Seattle, which, you know, goes back years and years and years. Um, they won in LA this, this year. Um, and like, I, I mean, I feel like, I don't know if it's like national people, but LAFC fans or people like, I th- I feel like a lot of people were counting that game, that LAFC Seattle game as like, oh, whoever wins this is going to the final, right? But like, and the LAFC fans are like, oh, right, now we get Houston. But like, if you look at it, the Dynamo had the same number of wins as LAFC had this year. They both had 14 wins. That's crazy. The Dynamo finished one point behind them. So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's as easy as, and, and they beat them twice. Like you said, the Dynamo won in Houston and in LA. So like, I think it's a, I think a lot of people are looking at it as, oh man, this is like LAFC just cakewalking to the final, going to defend, defend their MLS cup. But it's a very, I think it's a lot more of an even matchup than people are kind of saying. Yeah, and I think uh, the the mentality of what the Dynamo are, whether they be they'll be called the uh, Cinderella team or the Dark Horse. Uh, one thing that I love, and I think uh, when we were able, you Dustin and I, uh, to talk to Ben Olsen, he mentioned about the media giving him always kind of like a backhanded compliments, you know. And I think that's what they're at right now because a lot of people are seeing this. You know, a team that was awful last year and then now they've done all this stuff. But yet again, it's not really taken in consideration. And us that we've been covering the team for numbers of years, um, we don't necessarily are. You know, obviously, I think we may all agree on this, but 
seeing them day in, day out, we don't see any kind of Cinderella aspect of it. We see how the team really works really hard. They do a really good job defensively. It hasn't been pure luck uh, when they win. So there's nothing there. And I think what's going to make this fascinating is LAFC, like you mentioned, Christian, they're they're very similar uh, to the uh, to the Dynamo. Good defensively, a good midfielder. Now the offense is kind of where that difference is going to be at with Houston. So, you know, we, we would see who prevails. But like any of the matches that Dynamo have been a part of um, in the playoffs, especially if your midfielder is your midfield group is better, then you're always going to have that upside no matter what. Because if you're controlling the ball with Hector Herrera or Arthur or Coco, you know, obviously they have Ilya Sanchez, who's very good. You have uh, Acosta, who's very good. Tillman, you know, the uh, we were not sure yet what he is. He's a young guy. He can work, but it's going to be interesting. And at the end of the day, even, okay, you're going against LAFC. I don't think you are crushed if this is where the Dynamo season ends, too. You know, I don't think it's it's going to be there. But yeah. it's one of those that before you would go against a team like Seattle or LAFC, and you're like, that's it. You know, it's over. And, it's, you know, during the season. And, you know, we know that the playoffs bring something else. And, and just look at, LA, uh, you know, LAFC, the last two games, or even, a, what, three out of the last four games, they've only scored one goal against their opponent. So it's not like they're out here, you know, just pouring goals like that we tend to see them uh, going into this chance of making in a back-to-back championships for them too, man. I don't, you know? Yeah. They, they scored one in Seattle, one in Vancouver. They scored like five in that first leg. So it was kind of, yeah. Or the first game. It's not first leg. Get best of three nonsense. That was that first round. <laughs> and, and I think one of the biggest parts is just, you know, your, your motor of this team for a long time has been Carlos Bella, and he's just not the same guy anymore. I mean, we keep seeing him getting subbed out now, you know, in in important matches. And Boanga has to be the guy to, you know, step up. And he's, I mean, he, he can yeah. do it. He can definitely do it himself. I mean, he showed us, you know, in last MLS Cup and, and the run. So it can be done. Uh, but you do need some kind of talisman. And and Bella's, the, you know, your captain, your vocal guy, I guess. And he's just not doing it, you know, lately. So if this continues and we hope that he's still in the kind of the same mode and doesn't just bang like four goals from outside the box, uh, which he could do. Um, but but it's, it's just kind of that, Christian. Not, you know, that's kind of how we see it. And I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. We're not there yet. But if you want to go ahead and start on your prediction for this match, man, let, let it rip. Um, Me... Uh, I'm going to say 2-2 going to PKs and we will win in PKs. Well, look look at you. We always talked about <laughs> going to penalties and Steve Clark can save anything. And I know he did sh- make you look silly, bro. Last time for sure. He saved one. Yeah, he saved one. So well, saved one. I thought well, he, he saved sa- two. He saved one the and the other saved one, one the and then yeah, oh, that's true. came the back to him. Yeah, when we were in Disney, man. I don't remember that. It was a blur. <laughs> I was over here singing "Let It Go" and looking for Olaf for like care, man. But um, it's okay. So that, what about you, Dustin? What are you thinking, man? Um, we we called you the 
pessimist of the group. So uh, let us know. Let us know. With love, with love. You know, like I, I haven't really like dug into this game a lot, but like I feel confident, like that they can beat them. Like, I, I mean, LAFC is the defending champs, yes, but there's just something about them this season that. And we've seen it, Dynamo beat him twice. There's just something about them. You you mentioned Vela has like ghosted in so many games this year. And now I'm jinxing him. Like you said, he's going to score like a hat trick from outside the box curlers. But I don't know if I have a prediction just yet, but I I feel like th- this is a game that this is a, day, a game that Dynamo can win. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. And it's funny because just talking about predictions, you remember this again this is like our our group chat but we were talking about the u.s open cup and and it was like there's zero chance and we're gonna quote it directly you know right if dustin's saying there's zero chance they will win the u.s open cup and when we got there you went back you pulled up that (laughs) that that text and you were like damn i was wrong you know i i even said like it's not even worth like trying like you're not gonna win, so like I think it was the first round, maybe. I was like, just just send out Dynamo Dose. Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, this right. is this is pointless. And now that got us to a, a Champions Cup or yeah. however it's called. Yeah, Cup. yeah, yeah, yeah no, Champions it's, Cup. It's incredible, man. I think, like I said, it's one of those that, and I, we, me and uh, Christian, we, you, you know, we were talking about what we were grateful for this season, uh, apart from the Dynamo doing well and stuff like that. You know, the from the teams we follow. And outside of it, but but I've been saying it, man. This is something that was super unexpected. So yeah. the every game that happens, it's just be grateful for it, enjoy it. Exactly. You know, if again, if if whenever the the Dynamo season end, whenever that is, whether it be this Saturday or when they win the MLS Cup, just just enjoy it, man. Have fun because I think as a fan base, um, you know, it, it, we've been hurting. The, the Houston community has been hurting after having back-to-back championships. And that seemed like so long ago that people make fun of Houston for having those old, ugly-looking cups now compared to what the trophy looks like. And it's like, dude, we we we, we like it, man. We like to show them oh, off. Gee. I mean, they still yeah. count. doesn't matter what they look like. They're still there. Yeah. But wouldn't, you know, we want to see one of those new ones, you know, and the – uh trophy case that many of the texas teams don't have but you know we we won't get too salty with, with the Ma- rest of many them. of the texas teams are all of the <laughs> well texas. yeah yeah all of them <laughs> um but guys you know this has been great but i wanted to you know again going not necessarily this is the end of the season because we hope to be here next monday you know talking about mls cup and just pumping out more content that'd be nice as we've been doing but right. my question to you guys and I believe we've done oh. this in the past of kind of like the Mount Rushmore of the Dynamo in general. Do you guys think Hector Herrera has made the Mount Rushmore at this 1, point? 1,000%. You know, that's... And, and well, again, there, there's some guys that won more. Obviously, you have like, you know... I, I think we, we know for sure the three that sh- should be there, which is probably... And you can, you guys can nod and say no. Pat Onstad, Yes. We'll put him in there, maybe. All right. Brad Davis has to be there, I think. Brian Ching has to be there. And then it gets a little difficult because obviously there's I, I like D Row in there. 
myself. Um, and obviously you have like Rico Clark. Some people went in there. And uh I'm trying to think of who else would be in there. Maybe, maybe, maybe maybe like maybe Wade. Yeah, Eric, I could see Eddie, Wade as the captain. Eddie, maybe like guys like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, people would probably put Beastly, you know, fan favorites and stuff like that, but but Marco, yeah, Ma- Marco Marich. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Tiaguinho. Let's get in there, man. Seca. Um, Seca all night. <laughs> but, you know, from, from the year and a half that we've seen, right? We can just keep that going. we've seen uh, Hector Herrera, you think he has a chance? You know, obviously, he's uh, he has one title that some others don't have, being the US Open Cup. Um, obviously, he could win another trophy whether it be the conference and then MLS cup. So, but you think it, there's a chance that, you know, whenever his contract is up, that we could see him kind of being part of that, that Mount Rushmore Christian. Me personally, I think if he wins both the U S open cup and an MLS cup and the year that he had, he would jump to the top real quick. Um, Just because of, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't there at the beginning, so I can't speak, you know, to all the to all the names that you guys mentioned. Uh, I can speak to like the newer guys. Um, I, I have an opinion on that, I guess I could say. But just seeing what Herrera it, it basically it gave and also the given the story of the last, you know, six, seven years for the Dynamo, it gave the Dynamo fan base like a like a new hope, a new reason right. to, to like the sport, go back to the stadium like the team again, get excited about the team again, uh, bring back, you know, the the news that we all hate and love at the same time, <laughs> you know. Um, he, I'm not saying he did it all by himself because, you know, obviously it's a team effort, but he is the kind of the guy that picked up, you know, the team and, and kind of threw it on his back in a way and, and was like, okay, guys, let's do it. Like, we'll, we'll do it together. I mean, there's there's been other guys like Eric, um, uh, you know, I guess you can name a couple of guys that act like also captains of this team. But Hector, the way that he handles himself in in the field, outside of the field, and, and even outside with the community. And, I mean, he, he's out there, like, going to fiestas, well, signing autographs and stuff like that, which is unheard of from, right. a, from a guy of his caliber, like, his career. Dude like, was playing a World a Cup, man. In, exactly. You... World Cup, Europe, you know, Champions League, and... No disrespect to Fiesta, but he's in a Fiesta, you know, signing autographs next to the Bolillos. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's he's one of the people. And, humble and I, man. I believe, I believe, like he, like after this season, even without winning the trophy, he cements cements himself as a Houstonian. And uh, just to add, and you know, I I know Dustin may want to add some, you know, talking to even Glenn Davis, mentioning the fact that this team right now has this year has is not even close to oh six oh seven, right? Not not to it's just a different different vibe to them. You know, obviously they were able to win titles, but it's just different altogether, man. But yeah, Dustin, I think we'll 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 get we'll we'll find out with time and. We have to remember there is, you know, Champions Cup being played next year too. So yeah. there, there's definitely going to be trophies that they're going to be there. And hell, if Leagues Cup continues, there's that too, you know. So I mean, four competitions next year. Yeah, they're winning the quadruples. What you're saying? 
Yeah, we can. It can be done, man. It can be done. <laughs> Let's do I, it. Manchester City, watch out! Hey, they're coming, buddy. <laughs> I think. I mean, yeah. Just briefly, like as far as your Mount Rushmore question, I don't think Hector's there yet. Like he's basically had one good season, right? Last year was pretty much a write-off. Um, but like Christian said, if they win two championships this season, it's going to be hard to not just have him shoot straight to the top of that list. Right. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I don't think he got robbed for the MVP, but he should have wow. been closer. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, we kind of talked where, about it. Like, where, where was he? He didn't list. make top three. He, they only released the top three. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a center mid, right? It's kind of like other sports, like, you know, like in the NFL, you're not going to see like a, a an offensive lineman win MVP or like a yeah. you know like a True. linebacker wins MVP. They it's the it's the sexy flashy, the flashy ones, man. The number tens, the the goal scorers, the number nines. But I mean, and I think we've talked about this. I mean, if you're talking most valuable player, I don't know if you can make an argument that it's not Hector. Yeah, what they what they from last year to this year and just how good Hector's been. He's, I mean, he's arguably the best midfielder in the league. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and also, crazy. when you when you look at you know the rosters that some of these teams have, I mean, when you when you look at Cincinnati and and who else was in that list, um, I don't know, Mukhtar maybe, but like either. They they Almada, have like your boy yeah like yeah. when you look at the team that they have around them you know yeah. you would you know first instinct would be that those those rosters are so much better than this Houston roster I mean we we had gems right just kind of pop up out of nowhere Dorsey I don't think people knew about him till the Miami game maybe you know we knew of him because obviously we follow the team but like he didn't come to like national eyes right. in a way until till that cup you know for him to come to a decisive moment like that. But yeah, the, the guy literally took a, you know, quote unquote, mediocre, mediocre uh, squad in a way, you know, without being disrespectful. Uh, that's, I, I think that's just what the sentiment of the league is, you know, towards this Houston team. Yeah. And he made it a top four, you know? Like- yeah. And I was going to say, and obviously to an extent, they brought in a lot of championship contenders right i think that's something dustin you've asked then just how kind of how that's been helpful and it's one of those that but even those guys weren't superstars in those championship teams so it's just been it's it's a band of misfits that they're good they're good misfits but you kind of needed that guy being hector just to kind of round round the troops and and just make it more of a family like they they like each other they uh i think the uh the bad or the weeds were definitely taken out uh you know at early in the season they they maybe they weren't bought in or whatever the case may be and it's been great so yeah i mean that that possibly could be it but uh guys it's been it's been fun talking to you guys uh dustin we need we need you to show up more often man the people love it when you're in here um, no, you can fire no. us. You can fire me. You can take my place, man. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys, you guys do really good at this. I'm like, I'm just, I just like come in and like throw around some crazy, uh, pessimism. But like <laughs> now, I look dumb because the team's really good again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Right? No, that's what I mean, you want, that, though. That's what you want, though. The team just shut you up sometimes, you know? Yeah, hey, Corey, I, Bear, Corey Bear shut me up. So hey. if that's what it takes, let's do it. I love it, man. I love it. But Christian, man, tell the people how they can connect with us, man. Yes, you can find us at Bayou City Soccer on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube channel as well. Uh, you can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. You can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01, the new dad. So he's busy. That's why he's not. He's, he hasn't been here for a little while. We'll give him a break. Manny at Manny uh, Vela 4. Joey at Joey Chavala 10. Dustin at Dustin Richardson with no D or no, no O, sorry. Uh, but you can just tweet at him at Bayou City Soccer. You can find me at Chris Butalias. And to round everything up, Oh, Francia, I don't know her Twitter handle, but shout out to Francia. We'll get her Twitter handle eventually, and we'll have her come on maybe towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's her new, uh, I was going to say intern, but she's not an intern. She's just <laughs> part of the group for sure. Uh, We're all interns. I'm, I'm the intern, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can find We're us at <laughs> We, you can find us at BayouCitySoccer.net. Uh, you can find our merch there. You can find everybody there. So shout out to everybody that's supporting us. Everybody that's been buying us coffees, beers. Uh, shout out to a, a carp, carpenter guy. I uh, forgot his first name. But, you know, he bought us a couple of beers uh, last week or so. So if you want to, you know, help us out, help the, the team kind of grow a little bit with gear and, and stuff like that, you know, we're, we're actually planning to doing a lot more stuff, you know, live shows in a way, uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably so, do a live stream. So follow along for the game. Yes. Stay uh, if tuned. we can't, if we can't find a place that can host us, we'll probably do a live stream. So be on the lookout for that for sure. But, uh, yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll let Dustin set it up, man. Everybody's gonna. I'm. I don't do coffee. I'm gonna do energy drinks. Late game. May not sleep, which actually didn't help because I actually had an energy drink like at four p.m. and I didn't fall asleep till like two in the morning yesterday or Jeez. today. So it was bad. When you get old, too much caffeine <laughs> is bad for you guys. <laughs> I used to survive on monsters and chest mix. That's that's my time. college days, man. It worked. But um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, make sure to check us out and everything that Christian mentioned. Again, hit like, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the podcast. What can we do better? If you think Christian is ugly, if you think I need new glasses, <laughs> whatever it may be, man, let us know. Don't forget to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. Uh-huh.